started going bad again. You know, the mother came to live with us now and things started getting bad. And then I think during the pandemic, well, right before the pandemic, we had a, we had an argument and she spat on me twice. Hello, beautiful people. I hope all is well. I hope all is well. Welcome back to another episode of The Single Season hosted by me, Allison Wellington, better known as Align with Allison. This week's episode features Dwayne, who is struggling with navigating dating after a divorce. But before we get into the episode, I would like to thank this season's sponsor, Knox Brand Media, the go-to brand coach for six and seven figure millennial entrepreneurs. Please be sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, and give me a five-star rating if you think the content is five-star worthy. And as usual, I'll have some free resources to offer you if you listen through the end of the episode. So let's get to it. Dwayne, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you, Allison? I'm fine, thank you. I'm so happy to have you. So Dwayne, I let our listeners know that you have recently gone through a divorce and you're trying to figure out how to move forward and how to get back into dating. So first, can you give us a little background? Tell us, how did you meet your ex-wife? How were things going in the beginning? And then how did it begin to go sour? Okay, so I met my ex-wife um, at Medgar Evers College in 2000. Oh boy, 2003. Um, we started, well, actually 2002. Um, I took a year off from school and then I reconnected with her at Mega Evers. Um, she went, she then transferred to St. Francis College, but we would always communicate back and forth. Um, October 21st, fast forward, October 21st, 2005, we went on our first date and from there things progressed into a full-blown relationship. Um, I proposed to her in 2007 on her birthday and which is coming up on Saturday with ironically enough. And um, we got married December 5th, 2009. Uh, in the beginning, things were kind of, well, things were good, but um, I wasn't in a mental space financially. Um, we both weren't. So we wound up living with her mother and that was a challenge <laughs> to say the least. And then you know, as time went on, you know, arguments ensued and I basically told her that if we don't move out, I'm leaving immediately, I'm done. So we wound up getting our own apartment and things started getting better. And um, 2016, we, um, we had our son, Nolan, who's now seven. Um, after he was born, um, things really started to get bad um, she would always hang out um, late, coming home three, four o'clock in the morning, sometimes with my son at that hour. Um, she was always out and about in the street while I was home. Her, her phone would mysteriously <laughs> be off or it would just go to voicemail and everything else. Um, fast forward, you know, also, you know, for me, I was working, but I was in between jobs a lot, you know, just trying to find my way and, you know, but I was always providing, paying the rent, paying the bills, you know, putting food on the table, things that men, men, men are supposed to do in a relationship, marriage and a family. Um, 
2009, unfortunately, her mother passed away suddenly um, from a stroke. And I don't think, I think after that, you know, you know, things started going bad again. You know, the mother came to live with us now and things started getting bad. And then I think during the pandemic, well, right before the pandemic, we had an, we had an argument and she spat on me twice. Um, yes, spat on me, like hot pool spat on me. <laughs> and, you know, she attributed that to her being angry and drunk. Uh, from that point on, you know, I think the respect level, you know, I kept saying to her that, you know, I was unhappy, you know, she was trying to call my bluff and, and, you know, after a while, I just had the notion that I needed to leave, not only for my my mental health, but, you know, at the time, my son was three, and I didn't want my child to see that, mm. um, going back and forth. Um, for me, it took a lot out of me. It took a lot of me to just get up and leave. So, you know, one day, August 3rd, 2020, I actually called my friend. My friend was subleasing her apartment and, you know, she was, she put it out on Facebook and I responded. And I think at that moment, I, I, I just had enough. So I packed up my bags and I told her I was done, literally. And August 3rd, 2020, I left, you know, she had my son there. Uh, two weeks later, she had a new man in the house. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and I was alone. I went through depression, anxiety, suicidal ideation, you name it. Everything happened. Um, 2022. And, no, let me rewind. February 20, um, August of 2021. I met a young lady. We got into a five-month relationship. I cut that off because she admitted a lot of the qualities, the negative qualities that my ex-wife had. Mm -hmm. And from that point on, I've been going on dates, trying to find find a relationship. Uh, the divorce was finalized December 16th of 2022. So mm -hmm. it's now 2023. And I'm of the mindset that <laughs> this may make you laugh, but I'm of the mindset that the dating pool has pee and doodle in it. So, <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> So, so that's Dwayne, where I'm at currently. My Go goodness. This, this is this that's is a, a lot. lot. I know. It's a lot. But th thank you for sharing and thank you for being so transparent with us. So Absolutely. I do want to take some steps back. When sure. she wasn't answering the phone, so when she's coming home three or four o'clock in the morning, not answering the phone, going straight to voicemail. I know what you're insinuating, but did you ever have any concrete proof that she was cheating on you? Uh, <laughs> no, but... There was a time when, she, you know, she had her phone open and a guy sent her a D-pic mm. and I questioned her about it and she vehemently denied it. And, you know, he was sending all kind of messages like, I love you. I want to be with you. You know, I okay. enjoyed our time together. Yeah. 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 Got it. That, Understood. That, Understood. Now, you also said that a gentleman was in the home within two weeks. When you say in the home, he moved in, lives there, brought teeth, like toothbrush, or visiting. I don't know if he. I don't know if he lived there, but I went. I came to pick up my son because you know 
I, I haven't seen my son in two weeks and she was trying to block me from coming in. And I went to use the bathroom and there was a gentleman sitting in the sofa and he introduced himself to me and he gave me the, she, um, she gave, she was like, I don't want you to be here because he's going to be here more often than not. So it was more of the fact that she was bringing this man in and they're still together. So mm -hmm. yeah, that, that part. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Got it. He probably was Mr. D picks. All right. So got it. Understood. No, it was somebody else actually. Ooh, all right. Uh, well, hey, so we have it where you were in this relationship, things became violent, things became violent, you decided to remove yourself from it, not only for your own mental health, but for the best situation for your son. You've been single ever since. And so there's still some animosity that you're feeling as well as a desire to get back um, in the dating pool without the pee and the doo-doo. Correct. Okay. That's, now, that's fair, <laughs> did, did you go to therapy? Have you processed some of these emotions? Tell us about that. I've been going to therapy. I was, I was actually in therapy during my marriage. Um, I started therapy in September of 2019 um, because I had a nervous breakdown at work um, when I was working for HRA. Um, one day I just, I just lost it and I had a nervous breakdown and they recommended me to get therapy. Um, I've been with my therapist for four years. Um, she's been with me through it all, the depression, the anxiety attacks, um, the panic attacks, the suicidal ideation. Thank God I haven't done anything to harm myself or other people. Um, have I processed it? It's a, it's an ongoing process, mm -hmm. you know, because she's not exactly the easiest person to deal with when it comes to my child. Um, my child has exhibited um, negative behaviors due to what's going on. Um, he's a straight A student, but his behavior is less to be desired. So mm -hmm. um, that part, and then me trying to figure life out again after marriage, me trying to, you know, my thoughts about women, my thoughts about dating, my thoughts about where I should be in life. Um, yeah, so it's a whole, it's a whole cauldron of things that's going on. So, yeah. Understood. Understood. So, since you're still, and I'm, I'm so grateful and so thankful that you are in therapy, and I'm, and I'm proud of you. You're going through that process. That's going to be, of course, that's going to be something that continues for, for some time. So let's focus mm -hmm. more on getting back in the dating scene, rebuilding trust with women, and how to navigate that so that you can find the right one for you. So let's focus on that. So one of the things, okay. you know, I primarily work with women, and one of the things that you hear women complain so much about is these men, these guys out here, these dudes out here, right? And a lot of times women will paint men with a single brush. Men do this, men do that, men are cheaters, men are liars. And so what I tell them is that, would you want to be painted with a single stroke, with one brush? No, right? Obviously you're your own person, you, you have your own strengths, you have your own weaknesses, you've made your own mistakes. You don't wanna be piled in with what women tend to do. Women are gold diggers, women are, you know, like the things that people like to say as generalizations about women. 
So as yes. of me speaking to women, when I say that to them, since you don't want to be piled in with the group of this is the behavior that women tend to exhibit, then by default, you cannot do that to men. You cannot say that all men are the right. same. You cannot say that they all behave the same because since you don't want to be grouped that way, you can't do it for men. I'm going to say the same thing to you, Dwayne. You know that you're different. You know that you're special. You know that you're dedicated. You know that you are a husband. You know that you are a good father. So by default, if you know that you're different from the masses, then that must mean that there are women who are different from the masses as well. Does that make sense? Secondly, that makes perfect. Makes do you perfect have sense, do you have a friend or a loved one who's in a happy, committed marriage? Just one. Do you have anybody? Well, my parents have been married for 47 years. Yeah, 47. Happily? Um, <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would say happy. Well, I would say they, they've managed to keep it together happily all the time. Absolutely not. 80-20. Um, jeez. Not one. No. Okay. Talk to me about your circle of friends. Do you have, you think, a solid circle of friends? Absolutely, I do. Um, I do. Um, I, I have, I have, a, I have, I have an enclave of friends who I can call at any point, uh, spit ideas to, shoulder to, shoulder to cry on. Um, but if they're, but they're few and far between, to be honest. Okay, few and far between. Are you in a position to expand on your circle? And the reason why I ask that is because a lot of times our behavior is impacted by the behavior of the people that we're around. And so like, like, like attracts like, like you're around like-minded people. Are you in a position to socialize more? maybe join any kind of organization or club, social club. I just want you to expand your circle because it's really important that you're around at least one person, one person who's in a happy, fulfilling marriage. Again, 80-20, obviously nothing's perfect, but I need you to have that example. Are you in a position to expand your circle? I think you have the, you have it in you? I think I, I, I definitely have it in you, uh, have it in me, excuse me. And yeah, I'm, I know a lot of people. Um, my network is vast, so yes, I think I think within that network, I could find someone who I can, you know, look to as a per, as an embodiment of a good marriage. So yeah, yes, yes, definitely. that's key, right? Just just like a mentor in a professional space, there's someone that you're looking up to mm-hmm. who has done what you want to accomplish. They have the roadmap and they can give you that guidance and support is the same thing in our romantic lives. And I think that's a part that's missing for many people that sometimes they don't have an example of a happy marriage or a happy, healthy relationship. And so then it's like, well, if I've never seen it, then it probably doesn't exist. And it absolutely so does, I, we just need to tap in. Mm-hmm. I have a question about that. Um, what, what, are there any time parameters that would, would say that, hey, if I've been in a relationship for five years, then it's a good marriage because I've seen marriages that have lasted. I've seen marriages that have been together. People have been together for maybe two years, but it's a good marriage. And I've also seen um, marriages that have been in existence for 30 years and it's not a good marriage. So, yeah, so no time. What are, what are the, no nope. time. 
No time. That person okay. has expressed to you that they are a happy man, they're a happy woman in their marriage, and when you see them together, they appear happy. Of course, we can't know every okay. inner working, but if they're your friend and they tell you, you know, my wife really pissed me off today because she didn't fill up the gas tank and she ran out of gas on the FDR. Okay, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's minor, right. it's the little things versus right. my it's wife is coming thing. home You're at right. three o'clock in the morning and I can't reach her. That is a problem. Mm -hmm. That is indicative of a problem. So obviously there's going to be 80-20, but for the most part, the way that you see it, the person presents as happy. And when you see the couple together, they seem happy and fulfilled. So I, I want you to be able gotcha. to tap into that, that extension, that extended circle, so that you can see how it, how it functions or what it looks like and that it exists. Because my theory is right. that if you can see it, if it exists, if it's a part of your general circle, that means you can replicate it. If you have access to it, whatever it is, you have a friend who's a millionaire, that means you have access to millionaires, which means you can become a millionaire. You have a friend who's a doctor, a friend who's a lawyer. If they've done it, you can do it. Six degrees of separation. If they've done it, that means they have the roadmap and they can say, Dwayne, this is what it takes for you to pass the bar. This is the school I recommend. This is the schedule you should create. Avoid that professor, right? Like if someone has done it in your life, that means that you can do it too. I'd strongly believe that. Okay, so now let's address the pee and the poo in the pool. Okay, this, this is not nice to say, but I'm going to say it. Dwayne, you're in the pool, too. So if you're in the pool, too, you we don't you are not pee and you are not poo. And so the pee and the poo does not exist. What it is. Well, I shouldn't say that it exists. What I should say is, is that we are going to move you away to the other side of the pool and get you right. out of that pool before the doo-doo comes your way, before it floats in your direction. And there are people least, in that pool. Or at least take the pool off of me. <laughs> oh, no, no, I don't even want it to touch you. Pool does not touch oh, okay. you, okay? So you okay, are, we're it. gonna move you onto the side with other women mm -hmm. and men, they're gonna be competition, right? So men and women, we're gonna move you to the side of the pool before it floats your way and then get you out of that pool with your spouse, with your partner, the woman that you deserve mm -hmm. to get you out ASAP. How are we gonna do that? The yeah. first thing is, you have to get clear on exactly what you require out of a partner. I call them the non-negotiables. There are five to six non-negotiables that you have to come up with, and they're yours and yours alone, that you have to come up with to help you decide what are the requirements of my future wife? How must she behave? What is her character? What's her behavior? What are the absolute musts? So I have never done this for a man, so I'm gonna give you some examples for, for what I hear my women say, and of course, you'll take that and you'll remix it for you. So some exa okay. even examples for me. So when I wrote down my non-negotiables back in 2012, that's when I got serious about dating, about 13 years ago, I, got, I was married, I mean, how long have I been married? Married for two years, but I got serious in 2012, <laughs> and I wrote down my list got of non-negotiables, and for me, I put attractive, hardworking, affectionate, family-oriented, must have a backbone, which I guess now I would say is like um, masculine is how I would describe it right. now. I can't remember number six, right. but that's what I mean. Like bullet points of words and, and attributes and behaviors that describe your wife. The absolute must, non-negotiable, draw a line in the sand. If my wife is not kind, if my wife is not affectionate, if my wife is not Christ-like, whatever, whatever yours are, you have to decide that. They're your, based on your morals and your values. You write those down, right? Mm -hmm. After you have those written down, you are then going to come up with questions and behaviors 
that your future wife, the woman that you're just dating now, but hopefully becomes a future wife for you, what she must exhibit, the responses she must give you when you ask those questions in order for you to decide whether or not she seemingly has it. Emphasis on seemingly, because this is an ongoing process. You don't go out on one date and say, hey, do you go to church? And she says, yes. And you say, check mark. All right. She's Christ-like. I'm moving on. No, you're going to ask <laughs> what church do you attend? She gives you an answer. Next week is going to be, uh, oh, um, are you a part of any of the teams or organizations of your church? Or I'd love to come visit. When's the next time you're attending? You're constantly assessing over time whether or not she meets that mark whatever that mark is, okay? So again, you have your list of non-negotiables. You come up with the six behaviors, traits, character, whatever it is that you require out of your future wife. You're gonna take each one. I think about it like in school. You remember when we were in school and they would give us a vocabulary word and then we would make, you put a circle around it circle and then you have the lines it, right. that were, right? It, do exactly right. that. So you take it and then you're gonna come up with your list. What are the questions I need to ask this woman to see if she has blank, what are the behaviors I need to observe from this woman in order to see if she has blank? If you're seeing them, you continue to date her. You go continue with the conversations, continue to go on date number two, and you constantly assess over time. I like to compare it to the education system. You don't start kindergarten and then just sit there for 12 years and then graduate high school. You have papers and essays and state exams and homework and quizzes. You're constantly being assessed over time to see if you can graduate from kindergarten to first grade, first to second, and then move on accordingly. Same idea. So you're asking questions, you're paying attention to behaviors, you're listening to her stories. People tell on themselves and women are talkers, you know that. So they will tell on themselves. Yeah, and then I had my ex-boyfriend and he wasn't acting right, so I kicked him to the curb and kicked him right out. My goodness, like, did you try to go to therapy to talk it through? Uh, you know, did you see if he had a place to go? Is he like literally homeless, right? So if that's a problem for you, then that's gonna reveal itself. People reveal themselves through the stories that they share. So you listen more than you talk. So really that is how you're gonna be able to figure out if the woman that you're dating is right for you. And again, many times people tell them themselves, and I would highly recommend that you talk on the phone if you can, daily. Text messaging ain't it. Getting on the phone, and, and even if it's while you're driving to work or you're in the supermarket, you have your headphones in, like really invest time in talking on the phone. That way the person gets to reveal who they are to you before you spend a dollar and take her out on that first date. I'm, I'm of the mindset that I like to FaceTime if they have it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because I want it because for me, I want to be able to see how you your emotion behind what you say. And I take I take verbal and visual well. So I know I know for me when I when I FaceTime, some women have a problem even doing that. And I think well, that might be a problem for me. Well, let me tell I'm gonna tell you why. You don't know why? Because we walking around in our bonnets. We got our headscarves yeah, on, we ain't putting no lip gloss that. on. That, that's, I'm telling you, we're interested in you, we wanna talk to you. Women love to talk, we wanna be heard. So that's not the issue, it's where we ain't got it together. So unfortunately, yeah. you might have to do a scheduling. Hey, can I FaceTime you tonight around seven? If you give us the warning, we will, add, we will make sure the scarf is off, we got our curls going, put a little lip gloss, we wanna look good for you. And so many times, that's, that's the hesitation. Now, if they deny that, okay. Right. So let's say it's 
12 noon. Hey, just checking up. Did you make sure you had your lunch, checking in on you? Oh, yes, thank you for checking in. I had a, a meeting. I'm going to lunch now. Okay, would you be available tonight for a FaceTime? Can I call you around 7? Now, if she's denying that, then there's a problem. But if you schedule it only because we want to look good for you and we, you know, we'll, we'll show you the bonnet later on. A couple of months, you can see the bonnet. For right now, we want to present well. And so if you just call us on FaceTime willy-nilly and we only got on a bra eating ice cream with our bonnet, we're not going to answer the phone because we want to present our best self. Gotcha. Okay, so schedule it. Okay, and again, if she denies the schedule, then this is questionable. Let me ask you, any of the women that haven't wanted to FaceTime with you, have they been from dating apps? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Got Yeah, you got to FaceTime. Because you have to make sure that the woman who's presenting herself online to you is the woman who would potentially present herself in person when you go out on that date. Meaning her photos are up to and date I and she looks, it. yeah, yeah, that she, I, you I know what, I'm not even really seeing like outrageous catfishing where someone is placing photos of another human being. What I'm seeing is that it's photos from 10 years ago and potentially 25 pounds yeah. ago. Yeah. Right? absolutely agree with that and the guys are guilty absolutely. too but in your case we're talking about the ladies so yes you got you got to get on a video chat in advance and i know sometimes folks want to meet early on like they want to meet immediately let's see if there's chemistry let's see if that's the way that you actually look i get that but for you from your perspective as a man and you're the one who's going to be spending the dollars more likely than not i highly recommend you invest a week's worth of conversation on the phone you get that video chat to confirm that she looks the way that she looks. And then when it's time to go out on that date, plan something that's unique. You're, you've been listening to her no, all week. So take something that she likes. She, she might have mentioned in passing. And that goes further than a dollar. I have a question for you, Alice. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you brought up the word, the, the, the dating. For me, I've gone, on, I've gone on dates that have cost a lot of money. And when I say a lot of money, I'm talking three, four hundred, five hundred dollar first dates. Mm -hmm. That's Is too that... much. It's too much. I was about that. So only you what, can can figure out your budget, right? So only you will decide. Right. You've you've done your budget for the month. You know what you've allocated for for entertainment for dating. So only you can decide that, right? For me, mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. would not recommend that. I say the average, I'm not a celebrity, not, you know, like I wouldn't recommend spending hundreds of dollars only because other than it not being necessarily fiscally smart to do, but in, in theory, you should be going out with more than one person. So if you have a date with Tiffany on Friday and then you have a date with Samantha on Sunday, that's $800 a week, $1,600 in two weeks, help me out with the math, 2,800 a month. That's a luxury apartment. Or 30, 30, 30, a month. Thank yeah. you. I know I, I, I didn't get the math right. That's ridiculous. <laughs> so you, you do your budget and you, you right. decide what's appropriate. But what, we, what I will tell you this, we're not doing a coffee date. Not, that's just low effort. So you can spend, and you're, you're in Brooklyn with me, right? Yes, I am. All right. So you can go to Brooklyn Bridge Park. There's the the um, the authentic Italian pizza shop from 1858. You get right. You get Grimaldi's. You get the authentic pizza. You get ice cream. You, oh, you get fifty dollars. You do a basket. You do a picnic. Like you decide the budget, but hundreds of dollars 
is just not fiscally intelligent. When you could, t- you could literally, if you're dating two women at a time, which you should, and by dating, I mean spending quality time with a romantic interest who is not your committed mate. That's how I define dating, right? And you're open about it. If she asks, you'll say, yes, there's another young woman that I'm getting to know. And so I'm just trying to see who's the best fit for me. And you are welcome to do so. Right? Like this, this is, it's even. But hundreds, especially for first dates, I would not recommend. It's just not fiscally intelligent. Instead, okay. you're listening closely. She mentioned to you how she's a lover of pizza. She even went to Italy two years ago and she didn't like it. And she was surprised. Ha ha, he he, kiki, some kind of laughter. You take her to this place. You get Italian ices, pizza, this, that, and the other. You do a basket. She loves the beach. Maybe you guys drive out to Jones Beach or something that's a little, you know, not not Coney Island, something a little bit nicer. You do a nice basket. You know, <laughs> right. she mentioned um, that she's athletic. So you're going to take her to do rock indoor rock climbing, this, that, the other. Like activities and events because it it's more creative. It probably would cost mm-hmm. a little bit less, like under $100 for the both of you. And you get to mm-hmm. see people in different environments and just a boring restaurant. I want to see what happens. How does she behave when she can't climb that rock? Right? Like, does she start cussing and carrying on and that's not the type of woman for you? Right? Like, you, you want to see people in different environments. Also, when you're doing an activity, it fills in some of those awkward gaps of conversation. If you're at a restaurant, the expectation that the conversation is constantly flowing. If we're doing rock climbing, right, we're doing archery, we're doing whatever, then obviously you got to focus on the task. You can't talk the whole time. So it also kind of lowers the pressure of having to have that consistent conversation throughout. So again, I can't count your pockets. You choose your budget. But for me, I would not recommend first, second, third dates being in the hundreds of dollars. I would not. Okay. But not coffee. I am taking mental notes. Not the coffee date. Some effort. Like uh, you mentioned to me that you were an athlete. So I signed us up to go to laser tag this, 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 this. I have been on record saying that coffee dates are prime for first date. So, ugh, okay, I'm a, I'm I'm gonna have to retract that statement. Yeah, I and mean, if she recommends it, some women like the idea of the coffee date because if the gentleman doesn't present the same that he that she thought he did, it's 15 minutes in or mm-hmm. out. If she doesn't have a problem with it, you don't have a problem with it. Fine, but if she says, if you say I'd like to take you out on a date, you mentioned to me that you like so. Da, 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 da. You're not the one who initiates it. She says, oh, that's a great idea. Would you like to grab coffee first? Maybe to do a little, you know, whatever, uh, check in or meet up. If she uses that language, run with it. You're lucky. Run with it. If she says that sounds like a great idea, I would love to do the indoor rock climbing. I would love to do the blah, blah, blah. Then go with that. Listen to her. Go with her interests. Plan a date accordingly. You can also give options. Hey, I'd love to take you out on Saturday. I was thinking da, 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 da. Da, da, da. Do you have a preference? That, because the women love when you plan. We're hung up on it. We're a little too hung up on it, but we're hung up on the, we love a guy who plans a date. So you do want to take the initiative. You want to be a creative. But if it were me, I would not spend over $100 on a first date. Wow. Okay. Wow. I, I just wouldn't. But I would be creative and it would be some effort, which some people, they don't feel like putting in the effort. So they just go with the high-end restaurant because it's easy peasy. Got it. Got okay. it. Wow. Okay. All yeah. right. So a lot of a lot of gems sense. we're dropping. A lot of gems. <laughs> yes, a lot of gems that would just drop. So before we wrap up, yeah. do you have a final question for me? Uh, 
Yeah, actually I do. Um, a lot of people have been telling me, well, I'll, I'll, I'll just keep it brief. I'll land the plane. But a lot of people have been telling me, hey, you're a great guy, you know, but it's, it's going to take a while for you to heal. What does healing necessarily mean? Does that mean just going to therapy? Does that mean taking time to focus on yourself? Mm-hmm. You know, it, what, what, what does that look like? Right? Because I'm 45. And, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to be 50 still trying to find somebody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so, healing you know, is and a I've process. Also been married already. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Healing is a process. And so going to therapy is a great indication of effort in that direction of healing. Um, but healing mm-hmm. would look a lot like no more animosity or anger towards your ex-wife. So if it's you see her and you're still gritting your teeth, yeah, right? Versus she's made her choices. I hope that for the best because she's still your, your son's mother. I wish her the best. I hope her relationship goes well. I hope that she's happy because the happier she is, the happier mother she is for your son. I wish her the best. I know that this was meant to be deuces and I'm okay with that. That is what healing would look like in a divorce. I genuinely wish you the best and I hope that you're happy. Goodbye. And I'm ready to move on and have my own healthy, happy relationship. That's what that's what it looks like. I'll tell you this, Dwayne. Make sure that you're not talking too much about that wife. You can mention that you have an ex-wife. If they ask questions, speak about her in as positive of a way that you can. Things didn't go um, well with us. Um, think of something. I don't know what answer you're going to give, but you know, don't tear up too much. You know, we had a lot of conflict, and one of the issues that we had is that we weren't able to communicate effectively. AKA, she spat on my face and I'm not having that anymore, right? You ain't got to tell him all the tea. But we, weren't, we weren't communicating in a healthy way and it just wasn't best for, for my son, for me and my son. Boom. You didn't talk about her poorly, but you did indicate and you took some responsibility. We didn't communicate effectively. So don't, and make sure that you're not going on and on and on about the, the breakup. <laughs> Yeah, I think we just, I think we got cut out. Yeah, it's okay. So just make sure you're not going on and on and on about the breakup. You're going to take some responsibility. Got it. All right. So I'm going to take that cue, that Wi-Fi cue, to wrap up right here. Thank you, Dwayne, so much for being a guest. And I hope that you got some value out of our conversation. Thank you so much for today. All righty. Have a good one. I did. Have a good one. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. So, folks, I hope that you were also able to get some value out of that conversation. A lot of talking about specifics around dating and how to navigate. I know a lot of ladies listen to the show, and, and I hope that you're in agreement with me that it's just not fiscally responsible for a guy to be spending hundreds of dollars on first dates, especially if he's dating more than one woman, as he should as you should be dating more than one man. We have to make sure that we are spending time with people, we're getting to know them, we're not jumping out the window and making rash decisions, committing to folks before we really know if they're a good fit for us. And so we do need to be smart, but we also need to put ourselves out there so we're finding the right person for us. Folks, it has been a pleasure. I hope that you enjoyed this episode, and I will see you next week. Peace.